Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're going to get going. Let's go. To more Dukes and Bell. Are you ready? On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The most important story of the day. It is Dukes and Bell. Uh, guys, it's simple. We are one of 16 cities that have been announced to host the 2026 FIFA World Cup. Um, we want to bring in Jason Longshore. He is the analyst for Atlanta United. And uh, listen, nobody knows more about this stuff. Uh, that's why we absolutely love Jason and bringing him on. Um, and Jason, I know you were down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. First, what was the vibe down there? Because I know you were doing your, your podcast and everything down there. What was the vibe like? Because we saw all these watch parties around the country, and some cities did not get the bid. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting here because it's it's all media at the event because the stadium it had another booking uh, well ahead of time, so you couldn't have a public event here. Um, we were a little thrown by, off by being in the central region. I don't think anybody was expecting Atlanta <laughs> being announced when they were actually announced. Right, and it almost like it didn't even like hit me until a little bit later because of that. Because I'm just expecting okay, it's going to be in the last group. It'll be in the East. And, I mean, it's it's overwhelming. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, it's overwhelming as somebody who grew up playing soccer, you know, in the city, and I fell in love with the game because of a World Cup in, in 86 and, and Diego Maradona in Argentina in that tournament. It was the first soccer I had a chance to really see. And knowing that now, like, kids who are going to have a chance to see World Cup games in their city, maybe even a semifinal game in their city, it changes everything. It's the it's the biggest sporting event to come to Atlanta since the Olympics. I know uh, it's going to be huge as far as you know, again the, the economic impact is it's not it's not debatable. I mean, you're thinking about you know tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of fans. Sometimes fans just want to be in the host city for that for that group wherever their region mm-hmm. is to be a part of the party. I know that uh, the Brazilian team in '94 practiced in Miami. They were played in Orlando, and there was thousands of people just there at practice. So, I mean, it's going to be bananas. Jason, obviously, we're going to wait for years and years to find out who's going to be in this. But it's an expanded format, so it's not going to be four. Mike Conti was telling us it's it's more teams, but it's going to be three teams in each little sort of subset. Yeah, it's, it is going to be the first time that it's the 48-team World Cup. So, 16 groups of three, and two teams out of the three will go into a knockout. So, it's it's a really different format that we're going to experience for the first time. But then, I mean, just imagine, because we, we've been through it as fans of this game, um, 
the knockout rounds in a World Cup, I mean, some of the most legendary moments in the sports history have happened in those games. Now you have a whole nother round of knockout round in this. So while I, I don't like that you lose the extra group game because there's always a flow to the three-game group process, having an extra round of knockouts just increases the pressure and those pressure-packed situations that we always think about when we think of the sport. Jason Longshore, our guest, guys, big announcement for not only Atlanta, but all the cities who are going to uh, host uh, in the United States, uh, Canada, and Mexico. Uh, Mike and I were talking about Boston being selected. I I mean, it's hard for us to say why one city got selected over another. But no no to Baltimore, D.C., and yes to Boston. Was that a surprise for you? And if not, what was a surprise city? It wasn't a surprise to me. We, we kind of went through on our, our pre-show, and the locks, we all, and you look at the national media, all kind of had about eight of them. And we knew there was the possibility. It had been talked about coming in that it would be 10 U.S. cities. We knew with Edmonton being unlikely out of Canada, there was a strong possibility it would be 11. There had even been some speculation that it could go to 12. I had Boston as one of my top 10, and really the reason why is Robert Kraft mm-hmm. and his long-term relationship with FIFA. He was instrumental in bringing the 94 World Cup to Foxborough. And I think ultimately when you got down to 10, 11, 12, 13 kind of rankings, those are the things that can make the difference. D.C. not having a suitable venue. FedEx Field was deemed not good enough by, by FIFA. And then having to play games in Baltimore, but trying to shoehorn in the nation's capital, it felt like a stretch. I had Nashville as a wild card possibility. Mm-hmm. They've come so far in terms of being a soccer city. I thought maybe that would put them over the line. The biggest surprise for me was Kansas City. I wasn't sure if they would get it because when you look at the venues, Arrowhead is maybe one of the oldest. Kansas City's right. a great soccer town, and I think that's what puts them over it. But it's one of the oldest venues. You know, how much can you monetize it? Because that's a huge factor. I was surprised most by Kansas City. I actually had Boston in my group, mainly down to the relationship with Robert Kraft. And the MLS connection. You, you talked about, you know, Sporting KC. It's a big yeah. soccer town in Kansas City. And Arthur Blank, you know, something Mike Conti brought up when we had the announcement of the 5 o'clock hour. When Arthur Blank, you know, was coming up and looking at the blueprints for Mercedes-Benz, in addition to the camera eye roof, he wanted a place that you could put soccer in it, real soccer, meaning World Cup. Obviously, it'll be a grass pitch, which will be awesome. But the idea that uh, this was, for, you know, they were thinking almost decades ahead on this one. Yeah, that's the essential part of it, Mike, and I'm glad you mentioned that because when you go back to the 1994 World Cup coming to the U.S., it was announced in 88. The cities weren't announced until March of 92, and you think back in Atlanta sports history, in 88, you didn't have the Georgia Dome yet, but it had been proposed. The Georgia Dome was not a possibility to have World Cup games, and remember, they had games in the Silver Dome in Detroit. They brought in grass. That was the first time they ever had an indoor venue. Detroit got that opportunity. The Georgia Dome wasn't wide enough. The the proposed plans, and nobody stepped up to change it, it wasn't wide enough to have World Cup games. So for that bid for Atlanta, it was Bobby Dodd Stadium that was brought forward. It was the smallest of the possible stadiums at that point. It only seated 46,000 at that time. 
It was one of the oldest. It, it didn't work. Atlanta, Fulton County wasn't available because of the Braves. The Olympic Stadium wasn't going to be ready yet. You just didn't have another venue because they didn't have the foresight to make the Georgia Dome wide enough. Arthur Blank, from day one, wanted to bring soccer to the stadium, not just bringing a team to the stadium, which absolutely elevated Atlanta's standing in, in these possible cities, but he wanted to bring the World Cup to the stadium. That was always on the cards for Arthur, and he had the foresight to get this done, where in the past, Atlanta could have gotten it done, and then they did not. Where will Team USA be when we talk about where we are and in 2026? Because I know it's hard to project, but my point is we are in a much better place than we've been in years past, and, and I expect good things you know, for, for the upcoming World Cup. Where will, where will, what will USA look like by that point? That's a really good question because this World Cup will tell us a lot about that when we get to November and December because this could be one of the youngest teams in the tournament. Hmm. And when you start looking at a team that's young with some of these stars that the U.S. has, you could have multiple teenagers playing significant minutes and then give them four years of development. This is a team, 26, when you really start to get down to it and you get into all the craziness of two teams out of three get to the knockouts. And then having knockout games played in this country, yeah, the, the U.S. Could, have, could be looking at potentially its you know, best opportunity to go deep into a World Cup. And in the modern era, that's a quarterfinal. You know, they, they went to a semifinal in 1930. There were only 13 teams in the tournament. That doesn't even really compare to now. They went to the quarters in 2002 where they got out of the first round. It was very tight. They ended up getting fortunate, get a result going their way. They had Mexico in the round of 16, a team they knew, a team they weren't afraid of, a team they comprehensively beat on that day. And then they outplayed Germany in a quarterfinal. And it's still, to my mind, the best performance by the U.S. men's national team I've ever seen. This group that we currently have, they're very, very good and very deep. And you give them four more years, right? yeah, the U.S. could be in the mix to be a team that could shock people in 2026. Yeah, and uh, it would be really cool if we did play some matches, Team USA and the U.S. men's national team in Atlanta, that Miles Robinson would be on the team and be healthy because obviously it's a heartbreaker. Him with his injury to not be able to go to Qatar. And, and uh, is, it, is it Qatar, right? Where, where is yeah, it? yeah, was, yeah. I, is, it, is it is it Cater, Carl? Is it Qatar? Cutter. Remember Tom Brokaw said it's Dohar Cutter. Cutter. Thank you, Cutter. Everybody says it different. I, I think the closest to the uh, to their language is Qatar. Ah, either way, that's where like it is. It's, but again, but Qatar. the good news also is, and nobody was be quite honest, other than the Qatarians, were really excited, Carl, that that was the venue. And again, FIFA does have its own unique way of picking the host nations. This is one that gets us back in the rhythm of the summer for soccer. It's going to be perfect. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And, and you mentioned it with Miles Robinson uh, getting back from his Achilles injury. Could be in the mix in 26, absolutely. I'm not going to discount somebody like George Campbell, who's 20 years old and playing significant minutes for Atlanta United right now. He can be in that mix. And you even want to go a step further, somebody who made their Mercedes-Benz Stadium debut on Tuesday night, Noah Cobb, 16 years old, turned 17 later this year. Noah Cobb could be in that mix. There could be a lot of Atlanta United homegrown produced players in Team USA, maybe playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in 2026. 
Jason, great job today covering this, and uh, we're excited about it. There's no doubt. Big announcement, big day for the ATL. Jason Longshore, take care. Looking forward to uh, hearing you on Sunday as Atlanta United takes on Miami. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, Just trying to give you as much perspective into. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.